To successfully lead others, you must first win within yourself. And that's understanding who you are, igniting your superpowers, and nurturing your skills. When you can do that for yourself, you can do that for your team. Successful leadership starts from the inside, or shall we say, the win side. I'm your host, Terry Lee. Let's get it. Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode seven of Lead from the Win Side. I'm your host, Terry Lee. I'm a leadership development speaker, trainer, and coach. If you like the information in this episode or any other episode, feel free to share it with your friends, your colleagues, your coworkers, or anyone you know that's trying to develop themselves as a leader or professionally, as I continuously, continuously try to deliver uh, valuable information as it comes to leadership development and professional development. This episode, I'm going to talk about the book, The Alchemist. And you might ask, what does that have to do with leadership development or professional development? Well, I'm going to share some of those tips and information with you in the podcast. But I think even the backstory of this book is very interesting. You see, the author, Paulo Coelho, tried to get this book published many times, and he received no from almost all of the major publishers. So this book almost went from not being published to selling over 65 million copies today. So the book is about consistency. It's about sustainability. The theme of the book is mentioned in the book and the author says it, when you put something out in the universe and you want it bad enough, the universe will conspire to help you. So if you want to be a transformational leader, the universe will conspire to help you. If you want to develop yourself to be the best person or professional you want to be, the universe will conspire to help you. You just have to want it bad enough and you have to want it for the right reasons. So let's get into the book and what it's about and how it connects to your development. It's about a journey. It's about a journey and the character who I'll get into in a minute decides to take a journey, but it's also about a dialogue. It's a dialogue between Santiago, who is the main character and the universe. It in, and when you think about the definition of a dialogue, it is an exchange of information, but it's also an exchange of information in full appreciation of one another. But sometimes in the book, it doesn't look like there's a full appreciation of one another. But as you as you continue to read the story and as as Santiago continues to go on his journey in the book, you see there is an understanding and but it just is a matter of mindset on how you see things. So when you think about leadership, leadership is a journey. Leadership is also a dialogue. So when you when you take the role of a leader, you're having a dialogue with the role itself. You're having a dialogue with the organization that you are leading within. And most importantly, you're having a dialogue with the people that you lead. So when you when you think about this book, if you've read it, you know, think about the dialogue. If you haven't read it, you know, put that in the in the back of your mind as you do read it, because I do encourage you to go pick it up and think about the dialogue that's that's occurring. And there, there's so many things that are happening within the book. Uh, first, I want to talk about. The, the people that uh, Santiago meets along the way. First, he when he decides to go on his journey, 
Um, and let me actually, let me step back. Let me step back. This, uh, the other thing that this book is about, it's about a decision. It's about a decision to take a journey. And he, Santiago waffles back and forth about, about taking a journey. And I'll get into that a little bit more, but when you, when you decide to go into leadership, it, it is a decision, uh, a decision that you shouldn't take lightly because there are some things that come along with that, that come into play that will determine if you're successful or not. So now let's jump into the characters that Santiago meets after he makes the decision to go on to the journey. His, his first person he meets on the journey is an old woman. She's a gypsy and Santiago is having a dream. He's struggling with the dream that he's having. He doesn't know what it means, but he continues to have it on a regular basis. It's, it's very vivid. It's about, it's about a tree. It's about a pyramid. Uh, and it's about it. It's about a land he's not familiar with. So he talks to the gypsy. Uh, he doesn't really trust the gypsy, but he knows that gypsies have the ability to interpret dreams. So he sits down to have a conversation with the gypsy, tells her about the dream. And, and the gypsy says, I'm, I know what your dream means, but you're going to have to pay me for the dream. But you don't have to pay me until you realize the dream. And Santiago was like, well, what does that mean? And the gypsy says, well, the, you have to pay a price, but you don't have to pay me until the end, until you realize the dream. A lot of people come to me uh, wanting me to interpret dreams, but they never realize the dream after I interpret, interpret it for them. So when you realize your dream, you need to come back and pay me 10%. Santiago doesn't really understand what that means, but she does go ahead and interpret the dream for him. So the, the lesson that I, I take from that in that exchange is there's a price that you have to pay when it comes to leadership. So when you think about your role and you step into leadership, there is a price that you have to pay. There's a price you have to pay in time. There's a price you have to pay in gaining more information. There's a price you have to pay in understanding uh, other people's qualities, communication styles, personality styles. And a, a lot of that has to do with investing time in other people, in other experiences. So think about that experience as as a price to pay when you jump into leadership. Then he, he moves on. He, he's moving on in his journey and he meets the king. The king's name is Melchizedek. And Melchizedek is a wise king. He's 200 years old and he's seen just about everything in the world. And he sees something in Santiago. He knows that Santiago is on a journey. So he strikes up a conversation and Santiago ends up sharing the dream with, with the king. And the king actually tells Santiago what exactly he's looking for. So if you think back to the gypsy, the gypsy interpreted the dream. The king tells Santiago exactly what the dream means and where he's going and how he's going to do it. And then he also gives Santiago some tools, uh, two stones. Uh, to take on the journey, to help him help him make a decision. Then he also gives him some advice. He says, pay attention to the omens as you go on the journey. And he only has one conversation with the king, but the king says, I'll be with you. I'll be with you because there are going to be times when you want to quit and I'll be there to nudge you along the way because this journey will not be easy. So in that exchange between the king and Santiago, 
The king gives Santiago some tools for his journey. He also gives him some wisdom, but he also says, I'll be there with you in spirit to nudge you along the way. So when you when you think about taking a leadership journey, there's always going to be somewhat someone there that's nudging you along the way. There's always going to be someone there that's going to say, don't quit right now. There's always going to be someone there that's going to be able to supply you tools along the way. But you have to be open and honest uh, to pay attention to those things. You, you can't. Leadership is not something that's done in a vacuum. You have to be open. So you have to be you have to you know, connect with peers. You have to have mentors. You have to have coaches. This this reminds me of the 70 20 10 rule in learning. You know, 70 percent of what you learn is on the job. Um, 20 percent of, of what you learn is is about the um, the connections that you make, the mentors and coaches and 10 percent is in the classroom. If you don't maximize that 20 percent with coaches and mentors, uh, you you don't get the full uh, picture of, of learning about leadership. So you have to make those connections. So he continues on his journey. And the next person, the next important person he meets is the crystal maker. And the crystal maker is somebody that was on a journey similar to Santiago. The crystal maker was was on a journey to see Mecca. So he left and he went on the journey and he ran into some problems, just like Santiago did. He ran into some problems. But the closer he got to Mecca and he was literally the book says it was literally two hours from Mecca. The, the more the more scared he got fear became more prevalent in his life and it was fear of actually realizing his dream the the crystal maker said the the more i thought about getting to mecca and realizing my dream the more i feared that it wouldn't be what i thought it was it, it wouldn't be the experience that i thought it was so he decided to stop where he was open open a, a shop and become a crystal merchant and sell crystal and become satisfied with just the idea of the dream. So fear is something that that set him back and fear of fear of realizing the dream. And how, how many times have we feared something? How many times have we feared having a, a tough conversation? And sometimes on the other side of a tough conversation is a better relationship. How many times have we feared a a a role or an assignment that we've given because we thought it would be too hard? But as we go through the assignment, we're a better person. Um, um, so how many how many times has it happened to you as a leader? So think about that in that conversation and something that Santiago learned from the from the crystal merchant was I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to sit here and and be in this position and continue to wonder and wonder and wonder uh, what my dream is about and never really realize it because the, there there was a, a heavy level of regret in the crystal maker's voice every time he told the story about mecca so when you when you think about being a leader think about what it takes to be the next level leader don't don't be transactional all the time try to be transformational in, in situations when it comes to assignments, when it comes to working with people. So you want to be able to transform. You want to be able to transform your relationships. You want to be able to transform work. You want to be able to transform the organiza organizations that you're that you're working for. You don't want to 
just sit in fear and just be stagnant and just be that one, that level one leader, because that doesn't benefit you. That doesn't benefit the people that you lead. So now we move, we move forward into Santiago's journey and he meets a, an Englishman. An Englishman is also on a journey. He is on a journey to meet an alchemist. So he, the Englishman is, is well studied. He, he studied several books. He's said he's even mastered several things, but he has not mastered alchemy. So he's on a journey to meet an alchemist and an alchemist, you know, in, in simple terms is someone that can change one, one substance, uh, into another substance. Uh, and he uses the example of, of turning lead into gold. Uh, so he's on a journey to meet the alchemist so he can learn these things. But in the in their relationship, the relationship between Santiago and the Englishman is the Englishman is a bit off putting. He he is very smart, very intelligent, but uh, he, he doesn't have relationship building skills. And when you go on this journey, you've got to meet people. You've got to be able to talk to different different people. And uh, the Englishman just didn't have that skill. Santiago had that skill. Something Santiago needed that the Englishman didn't have was the ability to learn from books. So they entered into a dialogue. They entered into an exchange of one another. Santiago showed the Englishman how to communicate with people. And the Englishman showed Santiago how to learn from books. Now, Santiago was a reader, but he wasn't an avid learner. So he picked that up from the Englishman and they continued on the journey. They both had to cross the desert, uh, Santiago, to meet his to meet his dream. Uh, and the Englishman to meet the alchemist. So in that relationship, what you what you see from a leadership perspective is when you think about peers or when you think about the people that you lead, there's I talked about dialogue before. There's always going to be an exchange. There's got to be a, an exchange in communication, but there's always going to be a situation where you as a leader don't know something. But the 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 person that works for you, the person that you lead does and and vice versa. You're going to know something and you. It's going to be something that you need to teach to the person that you lead. So there's a constant exchange. So as a leader, you have to be a knower and a learner. You can't just know everything because that won't get you anywhere. So in those relationships, you want to be able to be open and flexible to gain information, but also open and flexible to give. So it's about being a giver. And then lastly, Santiago and the Englishman, they meet the alchemist. So in the exchange with the alchemist, the Englishman talks about wanting to meet an alchemist and, and what it takes. And the alchemist asks the Englishman a question. He says, do you already know how to do some of these things? And the Englishman said no. So the alchemist sent the Englishman away to learn some other things about alchemy. But he saw in Santiago, Santiago had the ability of being an alchemist. And it was about transitioning one thing into another. And here, here's the difference. Here's what happened here. Uh, the motive, the alchemist saw the motive of the Englishman was only to get rich. He wanted to turn lead into gold. So the, the, his motive was wrong. So the alchemist realized that he was unwilling to help the Englishman because of his motives. But in Santiago, Santiago wasn't even really looking for the alchemist, but all the things that Santiago learned on his journey and in that process, he was able to transform into things that were helping him. So 
the Englishman was thinking about alchemy in the literal sense, where the true alchemist recognized that alchemy uh, applies to everything. And he showed that Santiago had that. So I want to reference back to the Englishman here for a second. Sometimes when you step into a leadership role, you're stepping into it for the wrong reason. You're stepping into it for the perks, the more money. Uh, sometimes you don't even know why you're stepping into it. So you don't even know what you're trying to transform. So when you when you're assigned a leadership role or a leadership role uh, becomes available to you, you have to recognize and be honest. Why do I want to do this? And if, if it's only solely because it's more money, it's more perks, it's more recognition, you're less likely to be successful. You're less likely to climb the ladder or for some people, they end up do climbing the ladder and then they reach a certain point and they wake up one day and they, they don't really like themselves. They get into their, you know, their late fifties and sixties and they say, I, I want to do something, some work of meaning. So they've done all this work and they've led, you know, assignments and people, but now all of a sudden they recognize what they're doing has no meaning to them. So when you step into a leadership role, you want to recognize it's, it's about the journey and the process of transformation. And it's not about the aesthetic things or it's not about visibility. And I, I think this is so true. You know, when you when you look at corporate America, because, you know, you know, when you get promoted, you get more money. And most of the promotions come from getting into a leadership role. So you you take the money and you think about your why later. And for a lot of people, the why comes comes really, really late. So. As you know, the alchemist sends the Englishman back and takes Santiago on the rest of the journey. And the alchemist, um, they encounter war, they encounter being captured. And, and Santiago is presented with some challenges in order to literally save his life. And the alchemist says, you can do it. And he continues to push him and says, you have it in you. Uh, it's all about the things that you've learned along the way. And Santiago goes through great pressure. And he eventually is able to do those things. So the, the alchemist serves as that person that is the motivator, that person that drives, that person that sees the the ability in you, that sees the potential in you and, and continues to push you along the way. So when you think about leadership, there's always that person in your life. You got to be open and flexible to that person. So those are the things, those are the characters that I wanted to share with you in The Alchemist. So when you think about leadership, you can be one or all of those people I just mentioned. You, you can be you can be the person that is the pusher, the motivator. You can be the person that has got into leadership for the wrong reasons. So you want to examine that. You can be the push, the person that has just only settled for one level of leadership and being content with that, but really wanting something else, um, you can be the the mentor. You know, you can be the person who's retired, and you go back and you mentor and and help people and give them the tools. So all those characters that Santiago meets along the way have a leadership skill. They have a leadership persona, and we have the ability to take on all of those. You know, a lot of those are good. Some of those are bad. So really reflect on where you stand as a leader. So I encourage you to go back and read The Alchemist because it has some great, you know, some great information and, and contextual things to leadership. I want to I want to end uh, before we get to the win. I want to end with some some quotes that I thought were powerful in the book. The first one is 
Making a decision was the beginning of things. When someone makes a decision, he is really diving into a strong current that will carry him to places he had never dreamed of when he first made the decision. So this is a, a, a quote that was given to given to Santiago by the king. And it's it's all about the decision. So when you make a decision to go on a leadership journey, ride the current. Don't don't go against the current. Ride the current and see where it goes, because just like Santiago's journey, he ended up picking up and attaining skills and finding out who he was that were really not a part of his dream. But because he accepted the dream and the process, he was able to he was able to do those things. And then the next quote is, don't think about what you've left behind. Everything is written in the soul of the world and there it will stay forever. So I, this quote um, takes me to uh, situations where I've, I've coached people where they they don't want to leave their their subject matter expertise behind. They hold so tightly to that. So they become they become a working leader. They don't want to delegate anything. They don't want to teach anything because they think if they lose that, they lose their importance. They lose their significance. But you're put in that role because you know that information and it's an opportunity to share and it's an opportunity to bring other people along. If you hold that close to the vest, you're not really leading and you, you've taken you've taken the leadership assignment the wrong way. So think about that when you when you go into a leadership role. Don't worry about what you're leaving behind. Worry about what's ahead. And then lastly, this quote, they understand that when something evolves, everything around that thing evolves as well. So this is the difference between a transactional leader and a transformational leader. You know, a, a transactional leader is you give me this, I give you that. You give me this, I give you that. And you think about look at a countertop on a, a countertop is just flat. The relationship stays flat. Nobody grows. But in a transformational relationship, the leader says, I'll give you this to help you grow. And the person you work for says, I'll give you this to help you grow. And the relationship grows and it transforms into something greater. The team transforms into something greater. The organization transforms into something greater. So those are just some quotes that I also wanted to take from the book. So now let's get into the win of this thing. You know, I always talk about the win code uh, at the end of the podcast. So what's what is the W in in this story? So the, the W is who are you in this journey? Which character? As I as I talked about the characters, who are you? You know, are you the person? Are you Santiago that is is taking the journey and picking up things uh, implicitly and explicitly along the way and transforming yourself? Are you the crystal maker where you you've decided to just settle and be complacent? You know, are you the king where you you're you're wise and you're almost done in your leadership role and you're giving new information or or are you the alchemist? You know, are you the alchemist who is a motivator and a coach and a mentor for the people you lead and also your peers? So who are you in in your journey? And then the I is what are you inspired by? There were several things in the in Santiago's journey that inspired him. It, and they initially didn't inspire him. But when he was able to see and have the dialogue with the universe, he was inspired. He was inspired by the sun. He was inspired by the wind. He was in, he was actually inspired by the crystal merchant because he didn't want to be that person. So recognize what you're inspired by. 
When you can recognize what you're inspired by, you can be more inspiring. And then the N, the N stands for next. There's always a next and you always have to have an eye open for the next because sometimes the now doesn't look like there's an opportunity for the next. But what you're going through in the now is going to prepare you for the next. So that's the win code. Again, I, I encourage you to go back or, or go read The Alchemist if you haven't read it. If you if you have read it, go back and read it again and try to pull out some of those leadership nuggets that will be helpful for you. So that's the end of, of our podcast. I want to tell you how to find Lead from the Windside. You can find it at tlspeaks.com forward slash podcast, or you can find it on your favorite Apple or, or your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Apple. I'm also on Pandora. You can find it there. And then I also, again, want to thank Team Lee. Team Lee has been with me through the journey. And Team Lee is my wife, my daughter, and my son, and my grandchild. You know, they you know they recognize my passion and they support me. So thank you for listening to Lead from the Windside, and we will see you next time. <laughs>